Indeed, it is a lovely day, although it looks a little overcast now. It is Tuesday, May 25th, 15 minutes after 3 o'clock in podcast time, whatever time it is where you are. Well, just look down at your device. Uh, Welcome in today. It's Eric and Alex and our good friend, astrologer, super moon extraordinaire, Janet Amid, will be around and around uh, be with us in around 45 minutes or so it's super blood moon alex it is so you knew that um i knew that there was a special moon no i'm i'm that was a curious it is but ah. i knew that there was some sort of special moon i just didn't know what it was yeah super blood moon so it means the moon will look really big unless you don't live on the west coast i guess it'll be most obvious for west coasters but janet can can unfold it all um when we grab her how are you today I'm good today. I feel good. Today's been a good day. I feel productive and I got stuff done. I got to do some yard work. I probably shouldn't have, but I did. Yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. I'm working uh, on the music logs for the weekend. We're doing Putin Bay Summer Party Throwbacks. Interesting. So what does that involve? Um, like if- Miley Cyrus? Well, some like, <laughs> party in the USA. Uh, maybe I was a little too literal, but <laughs> if if DJ A Dub played it at Putin Bay, and you do or don't remember, it's probably going to be on the playlist for the weekend. Like the one Miley song that I did play is "We Can't Stop." So that okay, that's nice. And A Dub is Putin Bay's like premier DJ, isn't he? Correct. So, Putin Bay has been tossed out as a bachelorette location, so maybe he can help us with planning our weekend. For sure. He seemed he seemed friendly when I when I met him that day at opening day. Yeah, for sure. He can uh he can oblige that just uh make sh- well, I mean, it's more likely to wind up on video with him, so just be careful. And I think I'm past that age. I mean, I I'm not afraid to like show my good times on my social media cuz they're not like, they're just me having a good time, not like me being embarrassed. So I'm past that age. That was my sister-in-law's bachelorette that I wouldn't want anyone to see. <laughs> A-Dub has magical Put-in-Bay powers um, that he can make you your younger self and allow the inhibitions to leave. I don't think so. Maybe some of my friends that I think some of them need a good time like that, but probably not me. But I just I would I'd have to go out and see Putin Bay again because it's changed over like the last decade. So I would need to go out there and see what it's like before I agree to like, you know, secure that as bachelorette um, headquarters. I need your help with I'm thinking of telling my dad to stay home this weekend. (gasps) Why? We'll, we'll get to that. First, I know you wanted to talk about the girls in Florida who had their boobs airbrushed out of the yearbook. The latest is uh, they can be refunded their money, but they will not be reissuing the yearbook. I need you to, to put this in, in your words because it, it kind of melts my mind. Like, you should never mess with people's bodies. Exactly. And I know it, that the school said that they had the right to, but, but suss this all out. 
I don't, I mean, obviously I don't know specifics about that school. Like if they have a right to, where is that written? Like, is that, is that in some sort of policy that is yeah. made public that nobody pays attention to? Yes. You know what I mean? And then like, what was their standard? So like, did they go through all the sports photos and like specifically like volleyball players, did they make their shorts longer or did they just look at the headshots and, and fix the chests of some women? Were there men in there and that had tank tops on? Did they put sleeves on those guys? Cause it sounds like there was 80 students that got their photos altered and it was just women and it was just their chest and also then why were these girls allowed to be in school for that day if there was a dress code violation you know what i mean like there's so many things that it's like why would you do that and it it's a little bit i would never want like my body to be altered in that way there was one picture specifically that it almost looked like they made not only did they make her turtle her tank top a little higher but it looks like they made her chest look smaller so like the contour of her breasts that are like at the top of a tank top it looks like they made them look smaller and i would feel so incredibly violated and embarrassed because i have a large chest and i would not i can't control that like i i try to i worry about it so much anyway that i would just feel so upset and violated because i can't control that you know and it shouldn't it should not have been changed it's unfortunate so let me i'll I'll read you a couple of updates from uh this from this morning the st john's county school district superintendent said monday the district plans to make changes to the yearbook editorial process after the 80 photos of female students were in uh, she interpreted to be in violation of the school's school district's dress code policy i think one of the key pieces is not leaving it to any single staff member to make those kinds of decisions so that there's a review process that probably includes either school administrators or other members of the staff to make these kinds of decisions if in fact we were going to edit an individual student picture like that these kind of things always kind of like like melt my brain and twist my cranium because i'm i'm thinking i I don't like you said they were allowed to wear this so nobody red flagged it there but it's almost like telling somebody that you did something wrong after you didn't get caught it's probably mm-hmm. a bad analogy in the sense that we don't want you to sexualize this in any way in case you were considering doing that but you probably weren't anyway and now back to reality but you probably weren't anyway but now that we've put it on your radar you're you were probably going to at least consider it in some way so like they made this thing a big deal when it didn't need to be it just, I don't know how, I guess, you know, if people caught on to it, like, do they, is this something that they do every year? Like, it's just, and then for me, like my, you know, if I were being argumentative about it and I was one of those girls, it's like, okay, where's the standard for that? So like, where's the scale that lets you know that this is when you need to step in and change something? And where does that apply in other places? Um, have you done that for other school years? I just, it just, it, it made me feel icky. So I can't imagine how those young girls felt as well. Because now, it, furthermore, especially since it's public, people are going to be going through that yearbook looking at all the girls in t-shirts and seeing if their chests were appropriate or not. Like, it, it just puts attention where it doesn't need to be. Yeah, that's, that, um, that's my point. Like, had you not done this, nobody would be over... Like sexualized, I was just say overlooking, but not how you would normally say it. They would be using a microscope to be looking right. at 
all these people's chests and like they called attention to something that probably people wouldn't have paid any attention to. It reminds me of like, I obviously I've not been like shy about kind of criticizing Billie Eilish and it like she can do what she wants to do. And for so long she wore these baggy clothes and, and she would always say, because I don't want people looking and judging my body. But the minute she decides to wear something other than a baggy clothes, she's headlines in the tabloids and people are looking and judging her body. You know what I mean? Um, so it, it's just, I don't know, it just irritated me. They did it without the, without even telling them that this was what was going to happen. Like, it, it, I just did not love it. And then the school administrators seemed to be really, like, just sh- not even, you know, there is obviously you're not going to get an apology written. They're not going to, they just seem to be like, it is what it is. We have the right to do it and we did it. And, so, and I just, I just don't love that. I don't know how big this school is. How many people would you think saw your yearbook? Your high school, se- your senior year. How? Just take a, a stab in the dark, because I don't, I don't know what the answer would be. I feel like I had just under a thousand kids in my senior class, so all of them and their families, so a couple thousand. Let's put it at ten thousand, okay? Let's mm-hmm. be super. Like ten thousand? Is that too small? That, you, wait, you had a thousand people in your senior class? Yeah, my school was gigantic. It was split up into like wow. different schools. So like we had four floors and multiple wings and um, like, yeah, my school was gigantic. I, I graduated with like 580 and people are wowed by that. Um, mm-hmm. Are you doing something? Because I got to cut a traffic report. Uh, no, no, go ahead. All right, stand by. Still have the left lane closed, 75 northbound right after 280 for construction. Also a new accident coming across Douglas at Door. Avoid that area if you can. That's your Cumulus Toledo. Right now, traffic. I was sipping on my coffee, so you probably heard the ice cubes. Uh, I forget. Does caffeine affect you as it does like me? So uh, technically, I should not have caffeine. Um especially as a person that has the ability to get anxious. Like my doctor has recommended more than once that I stay away from caffeine, but they can fuck off. <laughs> like little Bethany. So, so will this caffeine keep you up? Or keep Yeah. You up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to. No, not this drink. I don't drink coffee after like 5 p- 4 p.m., let's say. Like I will 3:30, not. 3.30, live it up. Yeah. And I don't. I try not to have chocolate after 8 p.m. Okay. So you had a thousand kids. I'm just going to do some dumb math here. Let's say 20,000 people, and maybe that's up. 20,000 people have put their eyes on your yearbook in in its existence. 20,000 mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. How many people do you think have peered through like these pictures now because they went yeah. and edited them? Like, yeah. F- probably far more than 20,000, or at least there are that many, far more than that many people who are now interested in this and and comparing young girls' chess because this school did something dumb. Exactly. That's That was exactly what I thought. I said, I can't imagine how many people are going from picture to picture, even the girls who didn't get edited, like going from picture to picture, looking at these girls chests these young girls it's it's just obnoxious i i i don't it just made me feel icky it really did and it's dumb and and shame on that school it's like let me i'm gonna i'm gonna try again uh at bat number two for the analogy it's (laughs) like you go through the ovi checkpoint and they're like you can go 
And then you, you go down a block and you're like, hey, wait, I'm actually really drunk. You should arrest me. <laughs> and, but there was actually nothing wrong with what's going on. So, yeah. all right, um, let's move on. Uh, one quick note from yesterday. Uh-huh. Um, I saw, and this is a, kind of a big deal. We haven't talked about it in a while. We don't need to, other than the fact that the speed cameras will not be coming back anytime soon. Oh, nice. So there, I don't know about you, but there have been some times where I've gone through intersections, not maliciously, um, or dangerously, and I'm like, oh shit, here comes 120 bucks, but they're off. So, so the trail, the cameras on the trail right by the zoo, I, I never know if they're on or off. Obviously, no, neither does anybody else, because we all go from like 57 miles per hour to like 49. <laughs> Obviously, I take the trail every day to and from work, and um, all of the cars slow down in that spot, and then everybody else just speeds up. Yesterday, uh, when we were talking about like Obama asking about aliens, he's like, come on, come on, like Area 51, let's uh-huh. see. What I would ask the city of Toledo is, come on, were those things on the trail? Did they ever actually send out tickets? Because I've never met a living Toledoan who has gotten a ticket from those cameras you just talked about. I don't think I have either. Look at that. I don't think I have either. And you had the one at like Western or Western that was always malfunctioning. So not to mention all the all the the one at Glendale and Detroit and the one at Western was always malfunctioning. So that damn flash was going off all the time. And I was like, it's not even working properly. Right. Yeah, that's the that's the seizure speed cam. What a mess. Um, But yeah, I don't know anybody who's ever gotten one from the ones on the trail just as you're approaching the zoo if you're going south on the trail. So Yeah. Um, all right, so here's my dad's situation. Okay. He should be arriving home sometime now-ish, the afternoon. Mm-hmm. He and uh, his girlfriend, Terry, went to see some of her family in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a long drive, like 10 hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they'll be back today, so my dad will be able to just chill today, uh, tonight, Wednesday, mm-hmm. and Thursday, and then he's going to come out here. Mm-hmm. Um, his intention is to only stay for one full day. Sat, he'll drive out Friday, be here Saturday, go back Sunday. Absolutely his, not. His plan all along has been to leave his little dog, Luna, with Terry. Right. Paul, I don't know if I've mentioned it, but Paul said that he and Tracy would be totally fine watching Luna. My dad was worried she was going to be too chaotic as Tracy's pregnant. I'm like, they just went to Disney. Yeah. Like, they can watch the dog. And yes, Luna and the other dogs get rowdy and fight, but that's when they have a yard for that. Paul and Tracy were fine watching Luna for as long as my dad wanted. But Terry has this thing that... So she she convinced my dad several times to not give the dog back. Mm-hmm. Or she feels like the dog is part hers. My dad brings the dog to her house. When, they don't live together. My dad brings the dog over when he goes to visit Terry and, and sleeps over. Um, she feels it's part hers. And she wanted to spend this weekend kind of bonding with Luna. But there have been some times before where Luna has not... Luna's caused some anxiety with Terry. There's, there's one legendary story. My dad got a call at 11 o'clock at night and he had to go. My dad, Terry lives like 40 minutes away Uh because of traffic and nonsense. Um, My dad at 11 o'clock at night, he was probably trying to sleep, has to go to Terry's house because Luna wouldn't go to sleep (laughs) and Terry was besides herself. It's funny, Paul mentions this. He's more cognizant of, of this than I am. He's like, Terry has a lot of the anxiety traits that my mom has where 
Like I, I just I just can't go to the supermarket today. It's it's way too busy. There's nothing on the shelves. Like Does she drive at night? Who, Terry? Yeah. I have no fucking idea. Or when it rains? (laughs) Sorry. That would be my mom though. That's my mom. I just can't go food shopping right now because the groceries (laughs) will get wet if we you know, if it's raining and whatever. Like these these bizarre any of the anxiety yeah. that I've dealt with in my life, it, it came from my mom's DNA, and it's crazy. Same, same. Crazy to see some of it in Terry. So I asked, I said to my dad yesterday, knowing that Paul would watch her, I said, Dad, I, I wish, I really wish, it's been a long time since I've seen you, December of 19 for those listening. I really wish you could stay longer than a day. He's like, and I said, I, he said, I, you know, that's all that Terry can watch Luna. I was like, Paul and Tracy will watch Luna. And my dad said, Terry said she'll watch Luna or something to that effect in, in a similar tone. And I said, well, you know, I'm that, that worries me a little bit or whatever I said. My dad said, it's up to Luna and Terry how long, you know, I can stay. So he's a little pussy whipped, I think. It sounds like it. And okay, like how long have they been together? It's got to be seven years. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I mean, the cute phase has left him then. I mean, it sounds like it. And like, so maybe then Paul can offer to Terry and say, okay, Terry, watch Luna. And if you have trouble, I will come get her. And then Paul and Tracy can have Luna. Your dad by at by like should not just come up here, come all this way just for a day. Like I am with you. I don't love that at all. I would also feel sad. I would definitely like, um, not necessarily cause a problem about it, but I would totally be like, I'm a little bothered. I haven't seen you in this long. And I feel like it. this is upsetting me. Like let, we need to figure this out so we can spend more time together. I spoke to Amanda about this in, in depth. I'm actually like rehashing this conversation, but mm-hmm. the one with Amanda, Amanda wasn't recorded. And this is very selfish. Mm-hmm or self-serving of, of Terry. She should realize sure. as the adult here, like Barry hasn't seen Eric. In yeah. God knows how long. Yeah. And I will do whatever I possibly can to, to make it through the weekend with Luna. Cause right now, as things currently stand, my only hope is that Saturday afternoon comes and Luna and Terry are at peace. And my dad gets the green light to stay longer. Now that's where things stand right now. I, I, I ran it by Paul Hey, what if I texted Terry or called and said, hey, I would really like it if, you know, my dad could stay longer than he's planning to. And that would mean one of two things. Uh, well, one of three things. Terry would have to, to make it work. Um, Terry would have to, as you said, call Paul for some help. Or Paul and Tracy would have to watch Luna. And Paul says, getting in the middle of Terry and my dad would probably be... Um, a little dramatic and and cause a little chaos, which I've never had that kind of chaos okay. between myself and my my dad before. And I'm actually stunned at his behavior that he is being pussy whipped like this. Like it's so. I just have never seen my dad like this. He has always been authoritative, assertive, yeah. not in a mean way, but just very pragmatic about it. Like I get my pragmatism from him, and I'll point this out to him when I tell him I don't want you coming, Dad. You you drove like 20 total hours um, before you were ready to set off on another eight-hour trip. Like, he's 72 years old, and he's all lucid and fine, but, like, that's tiring. So I'm going to say, if you're just going to come for a day, it's not worth it, especially after the driving you've been doing, and do this. 
give Luna to Terry and let's do a dry run and see how long she can make it. So that way we can plan something later on the summer where you can stay for as long as you'd like. Is there no way that Luna can come to your place? Like, is- Oh God. Oh, he- ready? You want more anxiety? Okay. Never said this about my dad before, but for the sake of being dramatic on the podcast, those motherfuckers called the vet my dad said four times on the way to North Carolina. Why? Because Luna wouldn't chill out. And my, <laughs> my brother thinks that my dad and Terry were being dramatic. And you know what? They probably were. There's two of you. What, Luna can sit on one of your laps and you can pet her. But my freaking God, come on. So my dogs don't go to sleep when we go to sleep. So Sunny specifically, we make fun of her and call her Bojangles because her collar, we're sleeping and you can just hear her moving from room to room in the house until we get up and take her collar off of her because it keeps us awake. Um, So she doesn't go to sleep right away um, and it doesn't like bother us at all. But I'm with you. I would, I mean, I would say maybe try to like reason with your dad a little bit more and maybe, I mean, pull on those heartstrings a bit, like let him know. That was last night. I don't know. I don't love this. I don't love this for you. And I understand. And I 100% relate. I think that you and I may have talked about this. My mom is in a relationship as well. She is in Florida as we speak with her man. And when this, when this relationship was new, there were things that shocked me. There were, there were behaviors that I saw from her that I had never seen before. And I was like, I don't know who this person is. And I'm not used to it. Like I'm used to her kind of be showing this level of strength and ability to reason and logic. And then, you know, here comes this relationship. And it was like, I didn't necessarily agree with some of the decisions as far as like her, you know, trying to drive all the way to Florida to go see him. And I understand the want for the two of them to be together. But I was like, you're literally 70 years old over my dead body. Are you going to drive from Ohio as far north, like in Ohio, as you could go to as far south in the country by yourself? You're out of your mind. The woman who doesn't drive at night, the woman who doesn't drive during the rain, during a storm, during the snow. Are you insane? <laughs> like the fact that you were even thinking about that bothered me and I had to like reason and try to be nice with her. I, like it was hard. It was really hard. Love and sex make you <laughs> lose your mind. Now, so granted, this was a long time ago, but my dad was always the pillar of logic and pragmatism. Yep. I never had to ask my mom for anything unless I wanted like a solid yes or mm-hmm. like she's busy. I'll get a yes now. It was always like dad was the decision maker in the household. Yeah. yeah. Um, except for the supermarket. He wasn't allowed to do any of that shit. So 20, how many ever years ago when the OJ trial was going on and you were a baby... And we were talking, so I I got two, I got two or three that I really remember, like, adult talkings to when I was a kid. One was in Magic Johnson, uh, came out with HIV positive, and my dad's like, this is why safe sex is, is, you know, vital. And I was very young at the time. I was like, I'm years from that. The next thing was during the OJ trial, which was only like a couple of years later, and we were just talking about it conversationally, he's like... Love and sex make you do dumb things. Like, look what OJ did over mm-hmm. a woman. Mm-hmm. And not that my dad is getting all murdery, but <laughs> to hear him go, Terry said Luna's staying with her, I was like, 
Who are you? This is insane. Yeah, it, it, it's just, and I, I've reasoned with it now. And like, now I'm to the point where I was like, my mom is so happy. I shared that picture of her, I think on Mother's Day and like the grin on her face. Like I just would pay anything to see that. And it comes from this man that she cares deeply about. So like I will, and I also enjoy him, but the beginning was really hard for me because she was never really in a relationship other than my dad. There wasn't a lot of happiness there, even from my dad. And I was like, at one point, I think that she was she was not going to go to my nephew's birthday party because he was in town and he was still uncomfortable with being around so many people. And I was like, this motherfucker, like, who, really? Like, absolutely not. Are you not going to my nephew's birthday party because some man is here? Like, I that was how I felt at the moment. I've worked past those things. I do still feel that way in some ways. But like, there's a balance. There's absolutely a balance. But I was just like, what? Like, is this what we do? I really struggled, especially because I'm her only daughter. My mom is that example of a strong woman in my life. And so I had never seen her be like submissive. And I'm not saying that she can't be. And I'm not saying that I don't agree with those things because I know that there's all the criticism about women not being submissive. I had just never seen it. And it was in ways that I didn't love at first. Um, but you know, I've come to terms with it, but in your case, I would be really sad. I would, I would be sad if you don't get to spend more time with your dad because of a dog. Like, and I know that they love Luna and I'm not saying it's like, cause I love my babies to death, but like this can't be worked. This, this can easily be worked out and it's not being worked out. And you're the one that gets to lose. And it, I would just be like, okay, dad, so that you don't want to spend more time with me. Like you're not putting in any effort to spend more time with me. This is also the same man who at some point in my professional life and there was Diddy involved or something. He's like, don't let a dog make your decision. Yes, yes, I remember. I remember you were telling me that, I think before I got Petey and you're like, well, my dad said, and you know, nothing against Barry. Like I know you love your dad. I'm not shading him at all, but I would be sad and disappointed if I were you too. Yeah, Um, it's a lot of unfamiliar emotions and thoughts. So yes. Let's move on and I'll keep you updated. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of tired of hearing you mispronounce the Bridgerton guy's name. I don't, and I don't know what the proper pronunciation is. I say attempt, both. Your attempts are wonderful. I say reggae, reggae, whatever you say. <laughs> so I'm now two episodes into the Underground Railroad and uh-huh. it's good. I think I'll keep going. I'm really there for the... For the level of violence and the jaw-dropping things that are happening to people and the behaviors that people had and mm-hmm. like the machine gun fire of the n-word it just has me sitting on my laying on my couch like appalled mm-hmm. um so like that oh wow fate uh nature of it is really drawn me in because other than that it's kind of slow i you said uh it's django it's like django meets 12 years meets a, uh, 12 years as, as a slave <laughs> and it's based on a novel so it's it's quite fictional um enjoyable so far but the point here is and i i mispronounced the name on the air his name is aaron pierre uh-huh. he uh he is a contender to be the next Roger, i think anyway now nothing on prime Busts out like Netflix thing because it doesn't have the reach. But eventually, the uh, the Miss Marvelous show, whatever, like that woman, Rachel Brosnan, that took off. 
But we'll mm-hmm. see if this guy, can you look him up real fast or do you not have access to a computer? Yeah. Oh, he's handsome. Aaron Pierre. And it's funny too. In There's a line in the uh, in the series, obviously his, his eyes are hypnotic, but mm-hmm. there's a line in the show, he's like, your eyes are memorable. Um, but yeah, he's a good looking dude. And I, I don't know how much Roger really has on him other than a bigger show at this point. No, I still think Roger is is leagues ahead of him in my opinion. I guess in like the, I don't know. I just I need to see more of Mister Aaron Pierre. He looks like a guy I dated named Preston. Hey, Preston. He looks like a Preston guy. Doesn't he? He does. Ooh, he's good looking. Let's let's see. Is he American? No, he's British. Of course, he is. Aren't they, aren't they like if. When you come across an actor that you're unfamiliar with, that you like all of a sudden because they're in a show or whatever, <laughs> just bet that they're not American. All the time. Thomas like, and I do that all the time. Did you know they were British? Yeah. I was like, of course they were. I think we lost that battle like sometime in the late 2000s where yeah. like Christian Bale broke down the door and all these dudes were, and, and their American accents, It's it's just like... It's just jaw dropping to go. That's an a- that they're playing an accent. Oh my god! Yeah, I'll have to watch the Underground Railroad. Actually, we'll watch it tonight because I think. Oh no, I'm going to my nephew's. Actually, I'm going to my nephew's, my brother's house. Um, I haven't seen those monsters. Another thing I want to run by you, if I could. So yeah. Yesterday with the dog, um, I was outside all day, and I was sitting at the end of my walkway path. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Not on the, not on my sidewalk, for lack of a better thing to call it, but like one body out of that, mm-hmm. and my neighbor who's directly across the driveway. So when when it's it's a middle aged woman, a little older, probably in her fifties, and her daughter, who I think just graduated from Springfield. Mm-hmm. Um, they live there, and I think the first day they moved in, we had a brief locking of eyes, and mm-hmm. I didn't say anything, mm-hmm. and. Um, ever since she, she has not acknowledged me. You would think I killed her guinea pig or something. Zero. And this is two years now. And we, we, we're both outside at the same time, at least once a Mm -hmm. week. Um, so yesterday she had, she pulled out. It's funny. The wildest thing. She like said hi to Amanda because Amanda was sitting there with the dog. And I was like. What? Like this woman doesn't even acknowledge I live there. Might there might as well not even be a condo there with living bodies in it. So then I'm I'm sitting in that spot, like one one body length outside of the walkway path, and she pulls up. And I knew that you know I had been sitting there the whole time. People were coming in and out of the driveway, and they were avoiding me. Um, her more than any of the neighbors had to know that. This was clearly not my dog. And I was sitting there in the sense that I was like kind of looking to be caring for for an animal here. So she pulls up and she rolls down her window. Can you can you move? What? Yes. And I just scooted to the side and I think she like muttered a thanks. But the I, I tried to get the inflection right. It wasn't. Can I ask you to move, please? It was, can you move? And I wanted to stab that fucking lady in the eye with a pen. Maybe. I mean, do you think she knows who you are? 
No. I would bet she knows who you are. No. And she probably has had some opinions because we know the people who do know you like in our area, they either love you or hate you, right? Like there's a lot of folks who really like you, but we know that there's a lot of folks that, (laughs) you know what I mean? Maybe she's heard you on the air and she's one of those negative reviews you got once or twice. No, 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 not a Maybe. No, no. Maybe. (gasps) Oh my God. And also maybe she's just more comfortable with women. Like, I don't know. That cracks me up because I have a couple, I have a neighbor, they're a couple and each of them come out of their like corridor, which is right next to mine, looking like they want to punch me in the face. Like just absolute disgust. They're not friendly. Everybody else just waves and says, hello. Like if we cross paths on the sidewalk going to and from our cars, it's not an excuse me nothing like that and I was just like and then obviously they they may they have certain stickers on their cars and I'm like oh okay we just don't align like <laughs> yeah I don't I don't think this is that like I just don't get it and after the way she said that yesterday for three words I was I said a word in my head that I don't use but I thought the c word Rhymes with bunt. That's awkward. And like, what, what were you doing now? You were just standing there? No. So at the edge of my walkway, we're like... I know where that is. Yep. So I was like one body length out into the driveway area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And many people had been avoiding me, you know, because I was sitting there with the dog. Mm-hmm. The stray dog. The one that mm-hmm. is clearly not... Well, I don't know. Maybe she thought I got a, a, a third dog. But I was clearly showing some, some care for an animal. And... That's fine. I'm in your way. It's a hard turn to get into her to get into her uh, garage right there. I get it, but can you move? Is not the tone. Yeah. That I want to hear from no. my neighbor. So. No. You, lady. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Do you remember when your lady, that lady, was giving you a hard time about the dog poop? Yeah, and I was yeah. And like, I said, get and back you in felt, your house. You felt all bad, and I was like, "Fuck her!" <laughs> like, <laughs> I agree. Like, at least she was looking out for the neighborhood. Because I get it. I don't like seeing dog. I, I do my best to clean up other dog poop that isn't the boys when I'm walking around the neighborhood. Because I want to keep the neighborhood neat. It's not her job to keep up with the neighborhood, okay? So, no. I still fiercely protect you in that moment, too. She, fuck her and tell her to go back in her house and mind her business. I would have told this lady to never come out of... Like, I was... Mm. Uh, I got to ask my HOA president, who was kind enough to help me with the dog yesterday. Got to ask if she knows anything about that lady, because what a bitch. Um, That's right. It's your HOA president's job to take care of the neighborhood. So I, take that poop bag, lady. Um, I haven't seen that. Well, I see that lady driving, but she leaves me alone. So Maybe they're uh, friends. Let me uh, knock out a traffic report here. We'll hit a couple more things, and I'll get Janet on the phone with us. Mm-hmm. Just one situation right now. It's an accident. Douglas at door, so you should avoid that area if you can for the time being. And other than that, we're all clear. That's your Cumulus Toledo right now traffic. Um, I mentioned it briefly yesterday. Did you watch the Eternals uh, trailer? I didn't. I've just not been like, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little spent mentally and physically. And so I saw that trailer and I just didn't click on it to watch it because I just wasn't in the mood. And there's a couple things that I have not watched and I'm just like, nope. Like what? I can't even remember to even if I can't remember. There's a couple trailers that have come out and I just haven't watched them. 
There was a Disney article that I read today, and I tweeted it. I think it was from one of the bigger magazines, whether it was Variety or Hollywood Reporter. It talked about how Disney has hedged their bets when it comes to, we're putting everything in theaters, and Mm -hmm. they're they're doing a little bit of everything right now. Um, Some, like, what was it? Raya was available for extra money, but then it also went to theaters. So they're Mm -hmm. being... So, granted, really... Few entities on Earth have more resources at their disposal than Disney, um, but what they have is, you know, pretty great minds—people who can be savvy and hear unconventional ideas, and they can shift when they need to, and they can be adaptable and fluid. And granted, having people like that comes from being able to pay them well. But at least in my opinion, Disney has, as a big company, has managed the last 15 months. As well as you possibly can, but again, having resources to do what they do really yeah. helps that situation. But they've made the decisions, you know, and and, and stuck with them, or they've, um, they they've said we're not going to do this, but then they're like, oh, they they weren't too big and prideful to just change their mind, which is which is exactly what you should do when you get new information. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, good for them. I mean, I'm excited for Eternal, so I just need to watch it and be in the mental space to watch it. I knew Angelina Jolie was in it, but I think there's another actor in it that I really enjoyed that I was excited to see from game is Kit Harrington in it yeah he's only got one shot and he plays a very important character but he's only got one shot in the trailer he plays a uh, character called the Black Knight I forget the the actual name not superhero name but um yeah he's in it Richard Madden's in it Salma Hayek it, it was the guy that we've talked about more than any of those people in the podcast the mm-hmm. uh, Kumil Nanjiani and all of his yes. muscles. Yes, um, yes. I forget the Asian actress's name, but she's got yes. a big role in it. It, it. it, They did the right thing in casting this movie, which is even more foreign than Guardians of the Galaxy was at the time. Like, let's just get a lot of famous people that people really, really like going to the movies for or watching mm-hmm. their shows and put them in this unfamiliar property and... It will work because all the Marvel stuff works. Yeah, I'm all for it. So I'm excited. I am definitely excited about it. I need to watch the trailer. I'm taking some time off this week, Friday and Monday. So okay. my hopefully I'll free some space. And uh, Timothy Chalamet is perfect as young Wonka. <laughs> it's, so did they confirm that then? When is yeah. that coming out? Yeah, I'm not sure when uh, that hits. But yeah, he he's just quirky and eccentric enough as young Wonka. I'm good with, and I just want one question answered. How did you get those orange dudes from where they were? <laughs> I don't think that's going to be answered, but okay. No, because they're going to cover up the truth. Like, I'm sure it will be young Wonka, very muscular and fit young Wonka, snatching an orange Oompa Loompa from the jaws of a gigantic snozzle wanger and Wonka will look heroic. When the reality is um, the Oompa Loompas were probably keeping the snozzle wangers alive and Wonka in big African game style took a shotgun to the snozzle wanger and snatched all those Oompa Loompas and took them to his factory. So what I want to see is um, you just went on this whole Wonka thing and I'm just like, yep, I don't... Mm. I want to see Zoe Kravitz. So when's the Batman trailer coming out? Oh, I, I have something for that. Um, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know, but I did see um, a statue coming out of Robert Pattinson. Like, you know, one of the collectible things that I like. Uh-huh. And I love the costume. 
Oh, do you? Uh, and he's got his white eyes in it. There's a really tiny collar. It's militarized, but more, not like the bombastic look of Ben Affleck. It's much closer to a, a the militarized, like a more padded, a bulkier version of the Christian Bale costume. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like rookie Batman. It's young Batman and I love it and they they apparently they've signed Robert Pattinson Robert Pattinson up for some other projects so I'm very excited so I'm also excited but you're excited for like well I think not necessarily specifically for Robert Pattinson but I am, I am. specifically I am. excited for Zoe Kravitz so I was so excited to hear that she had gotten that role um so I want to see her in more stuff she's my fave yeah, if we're going to, like, race-bend traditional characters, mm-hmm. uh, do it with people that I really like. <laughs> yeah, Zoe's right up there with um, Zendaya for me. We know I love Zendaya. I want to see Zendaya take on more roles like maybe the one that Zoe Kravitz is in. So she's right up there with Zendaya for me. I love Zoe. Did I have one more thing to throw at you with Hollywood stuff? Uh, no, I think I that know. was it. Mm. I think that was it. Um I think this is our wonderful sorceress oh. of the great no. Hopefully she dials the right number. And she can talk about this. Oh, wait, did I? 419-240-1055. Yeah, that should be her. Hi, gorgeous. So we are... Oh. Hello? Hi. Hi. Hi there. <laughs> How are my buddies doing? Uh, I'm good Hello. now that I don't have any more ER trips with blood dripping from my skull, which you thought was, was going that on. Was or was that real? I still don't understand. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let Alex explain. Alex, tell tell Janet what happened to me on Friday night and how how Bethany hit me. He made fun of Bethany too much for being a shorty, so she took a hammer to his head and cracked his skull. That wasn't real, though. I don't know. Bethany, I don't, I mean, she's got real. it in her. She's got it in her. Yeah. She, she's she got angry small person syndrome in her. <laughs> oh, my God. Janet, we went to the Haunted Hydro, and they made Bethany and I up. Yeah. You had me so scared. I was looking at that. I, I went, what the hell is this about? Sounds yeah, good. I it looks real. Said that. Well, I thought it was real. He scared me. Aww, and I'm like, I'm like, what the heck? I mean, you have no idea. I was talking to my boyfriend. I go, oh, my God, Eric's been injured. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. I, you, he really, I thought he had beaten the hell out of him. <laughs> That's not funny because you thought, poor thing, oh you were God, probably super scared. Little, my little sweet little Eric boo. Yeah. He just made the wrong person mad. Yeah. Um, so I know there are things you want to get to, but if, however you want me to do this, I have a couple of readings uh, for some people that have submitted some messages. If you could get to those at some point during our, our, our dialogue here. Did you send me any info on them? I didn't, but I can either mm. read them to you or I can text them to you as I normally do, but I know you're on your phone right now. so She needs to know their chart, Eric. I know, I know. So I mean, it's amazing that, uh, seriously, when people come in my office, they amaze me. They'll say, well, I want a reading. Did you send me the birth information? Oh, do I need that? Oh, yeah. my God. When you go to a dentist, you take your teeth. Yeah. When you go to an astrologer, you, you bring information. So, mm-hmm. yes, Eric, text it to me. All right. So, but you sent this bizarre message after I sent you another pass- message of my head. Um, if so, can we talk astrology? 
What else did yes. we talk about? Yeah, we have, well, Mercury, the planet of communication, is going into what we call a retrograde. And that's going to be sooner than later, which is going to be the 29th, which is going to be pretty soon. So with Mercury being in retrograde, um, anytime Mercury, the planet of chat, goes into retrograde, which it is on, I believe it's the 29th of May, which is, I believe that is, what, Saturday or something? And, yeah, and it goes retrograde in Gemini, which is its home sign, which means that that's the sign it rules. So whenever Mercury is in retrograde, people get a little scrappy, Mm. you know, because that has to do with communication. It has to do with, you know, what we think, how we communicate. So it's going to be kind of crazy. So people born under Gemini, Virgo um, are really, they're affected by it. And depending on where it's falling into your individual birth charts will determine you know, how, how things are going to be. So it's kind of interesting when you look at that. So um, Jenny wants to know how she's going, to, she's born in April, April 3rd, and she wants to know how to get into astrology. The best thing I would suggest is I've been in it my whole life, so I, I really suggest, you know, to get into it. You read, get information, learn about it, and that's the best way to do it. And being born under Aries, this, this she's born April 3rd, she would be she would have a really good feel of uh, communication because Aries people are very strong and they're very strong signs so I would say she would have a good I don't know her time of birth but I would say because her sun sign and her moon sign and her thinking sign are both in the sign all three in the sign of Aries that makes her a very determined person and she's asking this question going through a Saturn return now you know when I talk about Saturn I rule, it rules uh, structure and stability at the age of 27 to 30. You go through your big life change. So she's questioning her career life because you go through it at 27 to 30, then 57 to 60. So it's every 30 years. So this is a good chance for you, Jenny, out there to really kind of explore what your options are, but read a lot, gather a lot of information, and also practice on your friends. You know, start learning about the charts and what they're all about. That's what I would totally suggest. Would you uh, be looking and, for? Um, wait, would you be looking for like an apprentice? <laughs> no, I, I I don't do that. I used to teach astrology, and that's a good question. But I do not do that. I don't have time. Okay. I, I just don't. And I and plus, to be honest with you, whenever I start to teach astrology, people really want to focus primarily on their own readings, their mm-hmm. own selves. You know, so I. I just, uh, you know, to me, it's like if you want to learn, I, what I mean is, is that they, they don't, they're not really learning of the astrology, they're learning more about their own charts, which I understand that that's normal. I mean, you want to know about yourself. Everybody does. It's human nature. But sometimes it's hard to teach it because people just want, they want to have, they want to mm-hmm. apply it mainly to yourself. And you have to get out of yourself. When you, do, when you do readings for people, you have to get out of yourself and you have to put yourself in that person's position and place. Stephen is asking about, he's a cancer born July 4th, and he's saying, you know, I love, but I'm not sure about her. Well, he's a cancer with a Libra moon. So he's a cancer asking about a relationship with somebody who's born September 12th, who's a Virgo. And I would honestly say this, there would be a lot of chemistry, a lot of attraction, but Stephen is born under cancer, but he has a really, um, 
awkward chart. He struggles with his emotions sometimes. Uh, his mother is a big influence in his life, not necessarily easy. I feel that he struggles, and I believe that this person he's attracted to is very dynamic, strong. There's a lot of compatibility, um, but I would say that there's a clash on the wills. Uh, two alpha personalities that struggle sometimes with each other. So there is a strong connection, and um, he's not sure because I think that, you know, her actions affect his emotions quite a bit. You have to look at the whole dynamics of the chart, and you know how I am. You have to look at time of birth and everything. But from what I can see, there is compatibility, and it's very workable. She's a picky person, though. She's very particular, and that can drive him a little crazy. So with Mercury being retro, grade with all these wonderful people that are asking about different things, I um, I would say this is not a good time to make any big decisions. Wait till after June 22nd, if you possibly can. Between May 29th through June 22nd, kind of reevaluate, rethink, not to jump into anything full throttle, because you kind of have to take it slow before you do anything. But I definitely feel that, um, you know, there's some good stuff to look at with, with Jenny and with Stephen about his love life and with her about getting into a new, new career. There's some good things going on. It's Super Blood Moon Week, right? It is a Super Moon Week, yes, absolutely. And then we have this, we have a lot of crazy stuff with these these things going on. I mean, people are really feeling the heat. Are you feeling the heat? Um, you were with your little head the other day. Uh, Amanda and I had a small miscommunication yesterday, but she took... She's a nice girl. Don't she be is. driving her crazy. I'm not. I'm not. We, there, was a, there was some miscommunication. Well, yesterday was a miscommunication. She acknowledged it was on her end, and then we had something, I think, over the week, or late last week, Alex and I, Alex is helping me through that. But you'll be, you're proud of me. You should be proud of me. Like, in the past, I might have been am. like... In the past, it might have been like, this is not the person I want to try to shake this out with. But with Amanda... She's a wonderful person. I don't mm-hmm. think like that. I'm like, I like this person a lot. I like this person enough to try to figure this out. Now, yeah. if, if it's like... Well, when, I could help you a lot if you would just call me and say, let's have coffee. But you whoa! don't do that. I end this podcast. Yeah. I, I end your visit with us every time. Hey, it's on tape. Hey, Janet, call me for coffee, you hot... I'll come thing. for coffee. You what? I'll come for coffee. Thank you. See? We should do coffee, all of us. Why don't you... But, I will start a group text after this, and then you can respond, and we will figure it out there, hot lady. I want us to bring... I want I want Alex to go, too. Yes! Yeah. That's what a group She'll, text is. He'll be is. our mediator. Oh, my God. Janet, I have, a, I have a question. Do you know, like, or do you work with anybody that feels like... Do you ever know if you come across people and, like you can feel their energy whether it's good or bad or aligned always Always. i have always been curious if you have ever come across people and you pick up on that they well that they have similarities to you so have you ever do you know how there's some people who always say oh i have really good intuition or you know do you ever feel that yes definitely I, there are people, I actually, I don't turn people away, but a couple times I've actually um, had people come into my office that I just, I did not feel their energy was um, of the light, if you want to call it that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just, I wouldn't see them. I just said, you know what, this is not a good day. 
Mm-hmm. So I just, I, there's sometimes it happens, very rarely does it happen, but when it happens, I think it's happened like twice mm-hmm. to me in the past. But yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. But people give off energy. There's an energy mm-hmm. that you feel. It's, um, it's, it, it, I can't explain what it is, but it's a, fre- it, it's a frequency. And I'm very in tuned mm-hmm. to my surroundings, to things mm-hmm. that are happening around me. I'm in tune to everything. So Jan- I feel things so deeply. Janet, don't you so feel that pe- about me? <laughs> You're as sweet as can be. But also you know, very, very intuitive, right? You're very intuitive. You are sensitive. You are. You feel things very deeply. There's no question. Because, but you're more psychological too. Right. You know, it has to make sense to you. Because you're a very philosophical, psychological person. You love that. I think you would have been a great psychologist. But, um, but yeah. In answer to your question, there's something about that. There's, I, I, there's something. About, yeah. I thought about Why that. Th- Why? What's what is that all about? Well, so I thought about that because it was when you, when Eric asked if you ever have apprentices, and I said, I wonder if there's individuals that you come across where you can feel that they have the abilities to maybe do similar things that you do or that their intuition can be used to help people also. Like, I wonder if that's something that you can feel, you know? Yes, definitely. No question. And, no and, question. and I also have asked that because I've had more than one person acknowledge that somehow my intuition is scary to them (laughs) really yeah yeah there's people i don't talk about it but there's close people in my life and they're just like it's a little scary to me how you're able to speak of something before it happens or you know something and then you know you are the only one that has said it and it has happened in the way that it did and i just like you know i just I think I'm intuitive like Eric is and you know like you have mentioned but but with being you are very intuitive you've all and you even have I know you might not get into astrology very much I mean it might not be your thing but mm-hmm. you're definitely a very intuitive person no question in my mind about that insightful very so, insightful so much of intuition so much of intu- intuition comes from Janet what you mentioned you know being psychological mm-hmm. being curious being inquisitive um, looking being up, aware yes mm-hmm. Yes, being mm-hmm. more observant than the average person. All the thing that Sherlock Holmes does. Like he's he's not superhuman or anything. He just right. pays attention. He asks questions and that's how you develop intuition and you build that baseline so everything after that you you have a foundation to make good ho- hopefully good judgments and can sure. speculate with with some responsibility. Mm-hmm. Well, it's yeah. also about being aware. Most people, I believe it or not, you know, are not, um, are, are really, people are basically good. This is my analogy. People are basically good. They mean, well, I believe that, you know, we have so many good people in the, the world, but I also believe that people are self-absorbed a lot. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't mean that in a bad way. I think they get caught up in their own stuff. What I tend to do is, and I learned this from my dad and, and my mom, who's a psychic, you have to be aware of people around you and, um, you know, situations around you, you know, and that's how I, that's how I look at life. I try to, um, you know, I, I try to be aware of, of people's body language, how they, how they, how they sit, how their hands are, if they, if they're picking out of their nails. I look at everything. I look at the yeah. body language and I hit people in the waiting room sometimes and, and I, 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 I just see how they sit. If they're on their phones, if they're reading, if they're fidgeting, and I can tell a lot about people just from that. 
I'm very yeah. good as an analyst. I love that. And so you, when you combine that with astrology, it's, it's kind of fascinating because you can, you can really tell a story. Everybody has their own story, which I find to be extremely fascinating. Everybody has their own thing. Oh, we gotta, we got to wrap up. Um, final, Alex, final thoughts? No, for- I don't want to hang up. I'm having fun. <laughs> no, I was just always curious, and I never asked. And some, like I said, in, in wrapping up, there have been moments where I have had a dream, and then I spoke it to someone, and then it happened a day or two later. Or I You're say, very intuitive. The you very and I, job. When we get together when all of. I would rather do dinner for us, but you know whatever you guys want to do, I would love to sit down and talk to you. Do you know how many people want to have dinner with me? And and I'm offering, and you guys aren't even biting. I well, want to have dinner is, with you. You're not. I'm too busy. Whatever. <laughs> Eric, let's Bring make a, a plan. Hey, aren't we supposed to be fighting because I'm Jewish and you're Arabic? <gasps> I love Eric. Jewish people. I think I was Jewish in a past life. Well, you've definitely had some. I think I was also, I think I was also African-American. Mm-hmm. I just love the culture. Yeah. Yep. I love it. It's beautiful. Yeah. I have. I mean, I'm a, I'm a. I'm a combination of many lifetimes, honey. I would say I we're a pretty everybody. good culture combo, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for See? sure. There There's you some go. similarities, for sure. Yeah, you're, Okay, I'll let you guys right. go. Mercury's retrograde. I will talk to you guys next Tuesday. Same time, same place. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Janet. Bye. Now, that woman has been drinking coffee all day. I love She's like, okay, I'll let you go. Don't forget, Mercury, Mercury's retrograde. Talk to you next week. Bye. I love this. Go ahead. Never mind. Never mind. She's she's incorrigible. I have just always been curious if she can pick up on that or not. There's so many things, and I don't talk about this on the podcast. I may have mentioned it to you once or twice, that the people very close to me have always found it very strange. Like my boss said, Alex, if you just said this and it actually happens, I'm, I'm going to go to my pet. Like, she's like, I'm concerned. <laughs> like, no, if I don't think there's anything to be concerned about. If I just so happen to have some sort of intuition or energy or ability, then that's just what I have. Like, it's not like I'm shouting it from the mountaintops or going to Janet to fine tune my skills. It's just, you know, every now and then my dreams come true every now and then, then what I say is going to happen happens. Yeah. And I think that there's kind of a gift there, like an Mm -hmm. intangible, but also like I already said, we're very observant people, very inquisitive people. So we dive deeper than the average uh-huh. person. So that gives us a baseline to make hopefully better decisions. And because Janet said the same thing about me, like when I first met her, she's like, oh, you, whatever I have. But yeah, because I've always been very curious. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. We got to wrap up. I'll keep you updated with my dad stuff. What's online for your Tuesday? I'm going to go see my nephews. I feel That's like right. I haven't seen them in ages. Um, mostly because Thomas and I have been sharing cars and now I don't have to do that. So I'm going to head over there and go to baseball practice in Bowling Green. Okay. Um, wear your t-shirt again. I'm wearing a dress. I don't think I'm going to go home and change. Um, so I'm in a dress. So they'll take what they get. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I will talk to you later on. Okay. Bye.